When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Welcome to the Browns Wire Podcast. This is your host, Josh Keatley. With me is Adam Moore. we got a very special guest tonight, Akron Speedster, current Toronto Argonaut, Quad Smith. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Are, what, what's what, First of all, what's going on with the CFL? Have you gotten any update? Are you, are you guys getting ready to rock and roll? Are you training? How's that working? Uh, you know, I continue to just grind every day uh, just in case opportunity does present itself. Right now, um, they're saying that the earliest we can start is September, but I don't know, you know, how things are going to shake out. I mean, the gym opened today with Toronto, but they just to give people hope, you know, I guess. And what I what I really like about the whole situation is, you know, everyone's taking precaution, but I mean, it's always kind of good when you know what's going to happen, you know. Are you currently up there right now? No, I'm not. I'm in Orlando right now. Oh, you are in Orlando. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting too. I was looking at your backstory. So you grew up in Orlando and then you went to, you actually went to Missouri and then you went to Akron. Tell us about that journey. How did you, how did that happen? Well, you know, in high school, you know, I was a state, uh, hundred meter, uh, champion. I ran 1055 at States and, uh, class one, a broke the record there too, as well. Um, and you know, the university of Missouri, I had one of football scholarships. Um, but I hadn't had any offers and it was getting tough for me, you know. So when Missouri threw it at me, it was my very first first offer within track or football. I just, you know, went on ahead and I basically just accepted it. And so I just did that for track and I was going to be a football walk-on. Well, I practiced with the team a little bit in the summer when I got there. And then this AA was just telling me that, uh, I had to choose one or the other because I was a track scholarship. The only way I could do that if I was a football scholarship. So the whole plan was the next year, you know, I could walk on and or they would give me a scholarship the next year of football, um, you know, and all that stuff started happening, um, you know, with the Ferguson and Michael Brown and stuff like that, you know, you know, stuff with, you know, just going around the school and Coach Pinkle stepped down. I love Coach Pinkle to death. I only met him uh, twice, but – um, you know, he stepped down, you know, he, he caught leukemia that year. So, you know, it was like, okay, coach Pinko was the one that was going to bring me in and, uh, he caught leukemia and he had to step down. So I just went on ahead and transferred to Akron called Terry Bowden. I, I grew up with Terry Bowden's kids, uh, went to elementary, middle and high school together. 
I apologize too, Quad. I kind of blitzed you with a couple of questions about your journey from Orlando to Akron, but we really didn't get, I, I need to introduce you, give you a thorough introduction. We talked about you being a wide receiver for the Toronto Argonauts, which by the way, our boy AJ Olette, OU Bobcat grad is up there. So we're, we're excited to see you two work together. Another Mac star, but 5'9", 170 pounds, but check this out, a 4'2840". Is that legit? That's all – That if I we look up your workout records, that's the number that I keep seeing. Is that legit, dude? Um, I've, I've touched it a couple times, like, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've touched it a couple times coming off the track. Um, every year, you know, coming off the track, my, my 40s are always fast. I, I made it to NCAA round, round ones every year in track and field, um, even without an offseason. Um, cause I've been playing football all season and whenever I come off the track, I'm just like, my top end is crazy. Um, cause I'm just, I'm just got done training for the 100, 200 meter. So, um, it's all, it gets a little slower during the season. You know, I gain, I get a little heavier, and, uh, but I'm the fastest I've ever touched a sport two eight, but yeah, it's legit. What's that feel like running that fast? Is like, does it just like things blur besides your, you know, out your peripheral vision? Like can you even it's- see? So, so, you know, Adam and Adam and I are, are two fat white guys. So we don't, <laughs> when you talk, when you start talking about four, two, eight, like I, that's like me eating a potato chip maybe, but I, Hey, I ran a four, nine in my senior year of high school. You're a goddamn yeah, liar. Hey, you're in the four. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we're talking to Quadarius Smith, former wide receiver from Akron, current Toronto Argonaut. Uh, obviously, he's de- with that kind of speed, he's definitely going to get a shot in the NFL. Um, we talked briefly about your journey from Orlando to Akron, um, how you wound up at Missouri for a short period, and then you know the illness happened to Gary Pinkle, and you left. How you were attached to Terry Bowden? I think that's all. It's all crazy. That's all interesting stuff. So, tell me, walk me through with with the coronavirus, how you're staying in shape. And actually, you know what? You got picked up by Toronto in December, correct? Yes, sir. So you actually didn't play football last year. The count, the calendar year 2019, you did not play except for the bowl game, correct? Yeah. So 2019, played a little bit with Tennessee. That was it. And I had to travel with Arizona, but other than that, no, I did not play any football besides like little flag or just stand in shape for the NFL that year. No, I didn't play any football at all. But you were you were you were briefly in camps with the Titans and the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Well, okay. the, the Cardinals was a tryout. I didn't okay. make it. They signed Michael Crabtree. Um, okay. But I was in a uh, rookie mini camp a little bit of OTAs with Tennessee. Well, there's no shame in losing a job to Crabtree. That's that's for damn sure. But uh, yeah. so walk walk us through how do you how do you stay in shape, man? So what I I lift, you know, do explosive lifts, you know, some days heavy lifts to sharpen my body, just to tell my body you know it's time to play football. Um, and I just you know certain days like on Mondays I'll I go to the track and I do my conditioning like. Monday, this Monday, I did 85 meter hills, um, 10 of them. Um, and this, this week is kind of like a D-low week. So what I'll do or a regular week is like a regular week of Monday would probably be like I do six 200s and come back with six 100s, six 60s, and like eight 40s for cool down. And then I'll, you know, stretch with my rugby yoga routine core. And then the next day, you know, route, footwork, everything like that, Wednesday, yoga, Pilates, you know, whatever, active recovery, I decide to do pool. Thursday, you know, I'll hit the footwork again, routes, combinations, working on stamming, working on double moves, you know, triple moves even if I have to use them. Um, Fridays is kind of like my base conditioning day, so it won't be as hard as a Monday conditioning, but it'll be up-tempo. I'll probably like three by ten routes, you know, so I'll do 
So set of 10, I'll jog back as my rest, you know. And on Saturday, I do like a little competition at the park, you know, me and a couple other league guys will get out there and we'll do like one-on-ones, you know, we have high schools out there taking long from us. We have the little kids out there mentoring them. Um, like we had Jameis Winston throwing us out there, throwing with us out there two weeks ago. And he gave me a compliment, you know, and he, he kept under throwing me the ball. And so, I, you know, gave me a compliment and told me that I was fast and that, you know, I was going to make it. So. That's dope. So you've you've been passing with Jameis Winston among some other people. How how did you get in touch with Jameis? Well, you know Kenny Shaw. Kenny Shaw, I think, is with Edmonton right now. Kenny Shaw played at Florida State with Jameis. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and so Kenny Shaw and him are still really cool. You know, Jameis uh, is still in Tampa with him and his family. Um, uh, you know, just because they still have the house here from Tampa, and uh, you know, even though he's with the Saints, he's still here. So when he's here. Kenny Shaw will call him sometimes. And you know we would just we'll we'll throw. Let's walk back to your high school. You had a had a hell of a career at Akron. Um, I know your senior year you had you averaged sixteen point three yards per reception, and then as a junior that number was over twenty, and you were in the top ten in the nation at that mark. I mean, obviously you're clearly a deep ball specialist. Is I mean, what was your favorite moment at Akron? Well, you know, twenty seventeen was that year that all of Akron, you know made we made Akron believe again like that was 2015 was a great year for us because we went to a bowl game first time in a long time since 2005 but you know 2017 that was the match championship year that was the bowl game year so that was the breakout year so I think I ran past the guy at Penn State but it got overthrown on the throne just because the win oh my gosh that win was like crazy out there so the win took the ball a little bit you know um and I ran past the guy there, so I knew. I said, okay, I could play with anybody. I ran past guys in the Big Ten, you know. The next week, we played Arkansas Pine Bluff, Pine Bluff, you know, really good HBCU. Um, and we beat them, you know, pretty good, handily. And then the next game, we played Troy. And since we played Troy, you know, it, I don't know. I didn't get the ball at all in the first half because I think, you know, we were just trying to – one ball was a really good running back uh, from Ohio State, but when we transferred over, we fed him a lot, you know, because he was – that was our bread and butter, our offense, you know, and we knew that, you know, he was running the ball pretty well, but at some point they kept stopping him. So we had the new, they, they knew that they had to throw the ball. So coach came to me uh, on a takeoff route. I caught it and, you know, we need to go down and score again. So he threw a ball at me again. Um, when I went down deep again, I caught it and it put us like the 13 yard line. We scored. We were up, and then, unfortunately, they ended up scoring again. So we lost by one point, 17 to 16. That was a game where I knew, okay, now I put the team on my back. Now I got it. And from there, the next week we played Iowa State. I had three receptions with 74 yards, one touchdown, you know. And then the next week, Bowling Green, I didn't have that great of a game. Um, But just from there, I just started picking up. OU, you know, that was the game that we were supposed to win to go to the MAC championship. And they were supposed to beat us by, like, 20. We ended up winning by three. I had uh, two touchdowns, uh, three receptions, two touchdowns, 158 yards. Um, that game, the match championship, I had three receptions, 114 yards, one touchdown in the match championship. So people knew who I was. People respected me. And as I was saying with them, vice versa. And that was when I knew, hey, I can play this game and I can do this for a living. You had a game against Northwestern. Was I can't remember if it was your senior or your junior year, but you had six receptions for 90 yards. And it, it just felt like, 
the whole def the Northwestern defense shifted to, to trying to cover you. In my eyes, that is probably more your, your most impressive game because I do think that Northwestern is a pretty they're a very they're always a tough defense year in and year out, and that's probably the closest thing to an NFL defense that you probably have seen. And you you torched them. Uh, I mean, do you remember that game? Is there anything specific you remember about that contest? I remember when we were down like twenty one to three. You know, whenever you get a school like like a Mac school like Akron and a Big Ten runner-up school like like Northwestern, you know, Big Ten powerhouse. And, you know, when you see a number like that, you think it's over. But, man, we came out there and we fought hard and we ended up winning that game 39-34. And I think, for me, I think the best play of that game was not the deep ball in the second half that I caught, but we had to get a first down to score. It was fourth and, like, two. And I got the ball and somehow, you know, our we just misread, like, the blocking scheme. And the guys were actually back there. And I, you know, they, I need to do stiff arm, run around them. And like six North Russian guys missed me and I dove for the first down and got it. And then the next play, Andre Williams scored a touchdown. So that really got us going. And that was the best, that was the turning point of the game. And then, you know, Alvin Davis with his two interceptions, taking it to the house, um, you know, and everybody else in their effort, um, that you know, did a great job. You know, that, that led us to that victory in that game. You know, was was that was just I don't know. Everything about that game just stuck out to me. Every moment was special. So I I, I kind of want to talk about your journey after Akron. Um, so you obviously talked about being with the, at a tryout with the Cardinals, camp with the Titans. Your your game at Akron, it seemed to be a lot of you going deep, getting behind the defense, and then Cato Nelson throwing it up to you. And then Cato Nelson was a very fine Akron quarterback, uh, but he did you know he underthrew you a lot. Um, it did it, it seemed like maybe it wasn't um, the most professional offense. Did you notice that? Do you think that that hindered your growth or hindered your readiness for the NFL? Is that something that you think that needs to be worked on? Was it a, what was it a big difference going from a guy like Cato Nelson to a guy that you're working with now and Matt Nichols, or like you said, you were getting routes from James Winston. Um, well, you know, to be real with you, Cato Nelson has everything those guys have. I'm just being honest with you. Oh, wow. Um, when you talk about Kale Nelson, man, Kale Nelson, the kid is accurate. You know, you know he's young. Um, so you, you, you know, that was the second year playing college football. Actually, like being on the field, you know, you had to, you know, give him a little leeway on that. But once he got rolling, and once we got some timing down, man, it was it was bread and butter all day. You know, once he had the ball to me, you know, I was catching it, or it might be a little overthrown. I read it before we overthrown or underthrown. You know, he will underthrow it sometimes. Like I said, he was young. And he was just trying to find himself. Um, the guy like Jameis, you know, Jameis is, believe it or not, you know, he's a very accurate guy and he knows how to put the ball there and he knows the right ball placement and he knows his players. Jameis can catch on to you really fast as a player. And with Matt Nichols, I haven't thrown him yet, but I was watching some film on Matt in the way that, you know, he put the dime there. And him and Cato kind of bought me a similar. Cato's a little more athletic, but Matt is very, you know, smart just as well as Cato. Matt is really smart in the, in the offense. He's not a one-sided guy. He's going to read the side for a throw, too, but he's going to revert right back to the backside. So he's a guy of opportunity. He's going to make it happen. All those quarterbacks are great, but I think Kato Nelson, you know, like I said, Kato Nelson had those guys had. He just needs to be coached up. He was young, you know. Um, and now I think even this year he's going to have a good season. He's going to blow up this last year of acting. Wow. Well, I'll take that and – I'll take that in consideration when I'm when I'm slamming money down an Akron. <laughs> if, yeah. if you think Cato Nelson is the next big thing, you know, Matt Nichols, man, you should be excited to play with him. That guy's no joke. He spent some time with the Cowboys, and he's been dominating the CFL for 
four or five years now. I mean, he's he that's it's a very exciting and it's a very exciting quarterback room in Toronto too because you got Michael O'Connor back there and uh, I, I'm I'm excited for him. Excited to watch it. We talked to Austin, your agent Austin Feniger earlier in the year, and uh, you know he's excited for you too. I, I'm really hoping that the 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 CFL starts up again. We can get rolling and get a get a better look at you. Um, but let's talk about the NFL. Let's talk about your chances of playing the NFL. Obviously, it's clear that you have everything that you need to be in the NFL. I mean, the Browns have signed guys, and I'm going to talk about the Browns because that's the team I'm most familiar with, but guys that have uh, fit your type a little bit. Uh, Blake Jackson was an undersized wide receiver. Actually, he played quarterback at a D3 school in Texas. Uh, much slower than you, but he hung around for he hung around for a bit, bounced back and forth from the CFL to the NFL, uh, went to uh, the spring training league. Uh, I think he was in the AAF for a bit. Uh, Damian Sheehy Giuseppe was a guy from, uh, I think, he, from, from the JUCO ranks uh, and didn't even play receiver, really only was a return specialist. Now, he was fast, uh, but, again, you're a much more smooth, refined receiver than him. Uh, you look at JoJo Natson, that's a guy that they just signed from uh, the Rams, who was at Utah yeah, State, very – yeah, very much in, in your same vein. Again, your your speed blows him out of the water. So what what what's holding you back? What do you think you need to improve on to get in the league? Is it just opportunity? Uh, not just opportunity. Opportunity is one of them. But you know, I was I'm always a firm believer. As you know, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Um, had I stuck out at Tennessee, I'd still be there. You know, had I stuck out of Arizona. I would have got signed. I could sit here all day and say, oh, well, you know, they need a veteran. They signed Crabtree out of good workout, da, da, da. At some point, I got to be like, hey, quad, well, if you would have done this, that, you know, if this would look better, that would look better. You know, how could you have stuck out for Michael Crabtree? You know, or how could you have went to Tennessee and stuck out of like, man, I don't care what people say. We got to keep this kid here on this roster. And so, you know, I think a lot of that is, you know, preparation. And I feel like I was kind of prepared, but I feel like I needed to show off a little bit more. I needed to, you got to separate, like Chad Johnson always said, separate yourself. What separates you? Obviously speed. But if the quarterback doesn't throw to you, what you have to do? Well, maybe you have to go downfield and make a block. Maybe run with the guy to the end zone. Maybe go, you know, after the after the guy makes a tackle, even though you're way or 30 yards away, or maybe run over there and, and go help him up. Just stuff like that. So you got to really do something to stand out, whether it's, you know, showing you're a team player. Let it show on you can play on the field. Let it show you a good locker room, dude. And that, that, all that makes sense. Let me ask you another question. When you talk about making a roster spot, how important is it to show your versatility, to show that you can play special teams? We saw at the Cleveland Browns draft that they, in the later rounds they drafted a lot of guys that could potentially play special teams. How important that is it for a guy like you to be able to be, you know, a competitive returner to maybe, you know, contribute on, you know, running down the field as a gunner. How important is that? It's very important. And the reason why is because you gotta, if you're not, you know, you're not one of those guys that's probably going to make the, the roster as a part of playing the game at receivers. So maybe, you know, they already have their guys, you know, maybe, but you did well enough in camp where you stick around and play a part of that return specialist. If you can show you can tackle, if you can show you can block, if you show you can be a gunner, if you show you can be, you know, a hold-up man, if you can show, you might even show that you can go down there and just hold up somebody, like whatever it may be. You know, you get down fast enough where the guy has to catch it, whatever it may be. If you're versatile in that way, you will make the team, period. But you got to stand out. You're going to play special team, be the best special team player you can be. But, yeah, 
in order to make a roster, you have to be versatile, especially at 5'9", 174. I assume that you're much better versed uh, in tackling and contributing on special teams than most. I know that you were an all-state defensive back in high school coming out of Florida. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that's no issue for you for that. But, uh, I mean, how are, how do you improve on that? How do you know, you know, how, to, how do you get better at that? Receiving makes – I feel like I understand how to get better as a receiver, right? But as a as a special team, or how do you get better at that? Special teams is nothing but technique and effort. We give forth effort and technique, and then you're going to make a special team. So the one thing I would get better about that is I would just watch film constantly. You go on YouTube, you know, like I, I went on YouTube a couple of times and saw how some of these gunners play, saw some of these hold-up guys play, how some of these returners play, you know? I know that most times when they catch the ball, they run a little bit backwards so they can get some running room, some breathing room. And, and that's the only way you can get better is practice and study. So as a receiver, who do you model your game after? I want to say Tyreek Hill. Oh, I could see that. Just because, you know, we're both speed guys. And I like the way that he cuts. He can stop with a dime. People don't understand that. People think he's a speed guy. No, that kid can, when he runs, he, he can stop on a dime. And that's why, you know, you can cut cross field like that. And when you actually, you actually look at his route, his routes they're even more precise than you think they are you know but it doesn't look it probably won't look as clean as Odell because Odell's not running as fast as Tyreek but Tyreek is getting open by sudden vertical every route if you sell vertical every route people will think you're going vertical that's what they're going to do they're going to start running full speed and you're not even at your top speed yet now you can run any route you want because that DB's going to keep going he can't run with you no matter what my game is to make everything look vertical everything and that's what Tyreek does so it, let's say now the Browns have a pretty stacked receiver room, right? They got OBJ, Jarvis Landry, who you're actually much faster than, and only a, only slightly smaller. Uh, Rashard Higgins, they just drafted Donovan Peoples Jones. We talked about JoJo Nats, and if the Cleveland gave you a call tomorrow, I don't think anybody would be shocked. But what do you think you can provide? Where do you think you fit in this mix? When I come in there, I want to do whatever they need me to do to contribute to the team. So they said, Quad, listen, we thought about some things. We saw you were going to hit the other day. Let's try your DB. I'm all for it. And they say, Quad, you know, we're going to throw you outside. I know you played solid a little bit. I know you're all, you know, I'm all for it. Quad, stay in the slot. I'm all for it. Quad, go return. I'm all for it. Even though they have some of the best returners there, you know, JoJo Nats. And like I said, I played with him at Akron. You know, he's from Florida, Washington High School. You know, that kid, and he taught, JoJo Nats taught me a lot of things about return. JoJo, Nelson, JoJo Nelson taught me a lot of things about receiver. So, you know, if, if they, that if you need a break or anything like that, hey, you got to back up with JoJo. If you never need a break, you know, you guys need to talk to me. So whatever the case may be, that's what I'm there for. And and I'm there to try to be the best possible. You know, and I apologize too. Earlier in the, the, the pod, I said JoJo Nats went to Utah State. But yeah, I forgot you were with him at Akron at the same time. You, it was you, him, and Jerome Lane, correct? Me, him, Jerome Lane, Austin Wolf, AJ Coney. Yeah, I mean that's probably the, the that's probably the greatest receiving core in Akron school history. I mean, arguably, I mean those three guys, you know, those three top guys all got a shot. But yeah, that you talk a lot, you talk with a lot of passion about you know the the technical side of the game. And I mean, have you thought about going into coaching? Is that something that you see in your future? It actually is. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to coach. You know, um, apply for a few coaching jobs. You know, when I wasn't playing. Uh, they told me that I need to, you know, get my Ohio uh, license for high school. Um, but I'm thinking about, I don't know if I can do this, but I was thinking about going back and to University of Akron taking a class just to get certification. It was on like a four-week class. So I was, I don't I don't know. I wanted to get that certification so bad. I want to get a national 
certification that way I can coach, but I do want to coach. And I want to be a dual sport head coach uh, at either college or high school. That's what I want to do. I'm not even joking. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That that is awesome, and yeah, like, you, like I said, you speak with a lot of passion. We're definitely going to have you. We definitely, Adam and I, definitely want to pick your brain about wide receivers moving forward too, because um, obviously you know an awful lot about the position and, and all the intricacies and nuances of you know route running and all that good stuff. And I guess that that kind of leads me to my next question: What, who, who is the stud at Akron right now that we should be watching for? Do you, is there anybody that pops up in your mind? Listen, obviously, I'm, obviously, Cato Nelson, right? Cato Nelson, I'm gonna tell you, Andre Williams. Hey, Winter Park High School, he's from Orlando, Florida. You watch film on this kid. Quick, the way he comes in out of his break, the way at the line, his releases, the way he catches the ball. You know, we play Iowa State, man. He caught a pass. The guy literally had his hand on. He got, he came down with it and scored. Uh, the kid is brilliant. Now, last year, he didn't play as much. Came back from a little injury from a shoulder. You know, it was hard for him to get back a little bit, but he got back finally, and they just used him as a red shirt guy. So he registered last year, but he's a he's a, a a great guy, you know. They have some some studs there. Obviously, Boogie Knight, he's gonna be a West Welker, you know, white guy. Boogie Knight, he's he's like a a West Welker. If you watch him, you know, I can see you his tape. Man, he's he's quick. Well, he stops in a dime. So this kid, he's like a I don't know if you remember Austin Wolf. He's like yeah. a a shorter, quicker version of Austin Wolf. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'll tell you what. I'm not gonna be offended that you compared the white guy to to the other white wide receiver, Wes Welker. I'll let that slide. <laughs> I'll let that step that that easy one, that freebie. Well, we we do appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping the CFL season picks up. We're, obviously, I'm a big I'm a big Toronto Argonaut fan. It's a shame James Wilder uh, retired. Obviously, you probably you probably didn't get to play with him either, though, huh? Because he left after you did or after you arrived, before you arrived. Yeah, he, he yeah he was gone. He was gone. Jeez, that's a shame. There's a lot of talent up there. We're extremely excited to see you. I know that there's been a lot of NFL players come from the CFL. Cameron Wake obviously being the most notable. Um, you see him all the time. There was a wide receiver. I think it was Nick Dembski from Edmonton got a shot with the Vikings last year. Um, Duke Williams, uh, who, who was uh, killing it also with the Eskimos, actually made the roster with the Bills. So it's definitely possible. It's, you know, Definitely a guy with your skill set is obviously going to get another shot. We talked to Nathan Rourke early in the year, uh, who before he got drafted by the British Columbia Lions. So, you know, we'll be we'll be definitely keeping an eye out for you too. Quad, you got anything else you want to add? No, sir. Dude, you gotta you gotta be more active on Twitter, brother. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I, you I, tweet I, like I once a month. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get on. Yeah, I gotta get on. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to see you break down more. I want to see you break down wide receivers on Twitter. If you did that, I'd be sharing it constantly, bro. Like breaking down other wide receivers' film, you're good at th- you're good at that, man. You got a lot of knowledge about the game, dude. I love it. We're gonna have you. We're gonna have you back on the show too uh, when we get close to the season, breaking down some of our favorite wide receivers. Would you be up for that? Yes, sir. I love That's it. That's awesome. Where where can everybody follow you on Twitter? Everyone can just follow me at uh, Quad. Gotta make it. So it's K W A D, gotta, and then make it. Love it. Love it. We appreciate you coming on, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, this was the Browns Wire podcast. This is your host, Josh Keatley, and Adam Moore. Are you still with me, Adam? Yeah, I'm here. 
Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley sixteen. Uh, please give us a like, a review. You know, go ahead, give Quadafile too, man. He's got a hell of a lot of talent. I was watching his YouTube videos, his YouTube highlight tapes um, last couple weeks, talking to awesome about him. The guy's got he's got an awesome backstory. Very, you know, listening to him talk about his dreams and what he where he came from um, and what he's going to do. It's just it's really in, it's really inspiring. Uh, he had a hell of a career at Akron, and we're all hoping for him. Adam, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, follow me on Twitter, more2102, M-O-O-R-E-2-1-0-2. All right, this is the Browns War Podcast, and we are out. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. We've got Tom Shane here. So, how are you, Tom? Doing great. You've been in the jewelry business for a while. What's a Valentine's Day gift that will really take her breath away? We have so many options at Shane Company. What if you're serious, but not ready to get engaged? Our designers created an infinity diamond necklace made with our signature shade of rose gold for $565. Any other favorites? An east-west heart necklace. What's an east-west heart? A sideways heart. A new take on a heart necklace. That's cool. It is. It's accented with either a red garnet, an amethyst, or a cultured freshwater pearl for $150. Wow. And you can get her earrings to match the gemstone. That sounds awesome. Visit us in San Mateo, Walnut Creek, or in Cupertino, where we've moved to a new location just two miles down Stevens Creek Boulevard. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com.